0: The howling. Somewhere in the city. In this human jungle, it begins. Just try, he's right there.
1: What do you see? What's there? What do you see,
0: Karen? What's there? Somewhere in these woods. In this primal, sensuous, secret place lies an experience too terrifying for words. And now, all anyone can do is watch
1: and wait. Tonight, I'm going to show you something. Make you believe... (laughs) Oh, (laughs) my God.
0: of a sick school is this? oh Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. You're going to need a bigger boat. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me sure. you got spunk. I hate spunk. Danger, Will Robinson, danger. Oh, righty How you doing? Back off, man. Scientist. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Say hello
2: to my little friend! I love to celebrate
1: Plum in the morning. What are you people? On dope?
0: Stop whining. I've got a clap
1: on deck that you choke I don't get.
3: Who is your daddy? I'm sorry, but all questions must be submitted in writing. I'm sorry, Dave.
2: I'm afraid I can't do that.
1: Did I do
2: that? I'll be back.
1: A dino man!
0: you'll know this you have a what? I'm sailing! I'm sailing! Groovy.
2: You, you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it.
0: Pull it down. Love means never having to say you're sorry.
3: Yeah, it is looking at you, kid.
0: We have got no food! got no jobs our pets heads are falling off go to the coast we'll get together have a few laughs i'm coming to join you honey i'm not a doctor but i play one on tv i love it when a plan comes together what
2: we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff you know what we do put it up to 11, 11 exactly one louder. why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the
3: top number and make that a little louder these go to 11
1: we're on a mission from God.
2: Hello
3: and welcome to another incredible episode of Then is Now podcast. I am your host Rigor. As we continue to introduce the next generation to all the cool stuff they may have missed out on, there are many directors, writers, actors, and actresses that people should know who've been entertaining us for decades and still do. One such person is a woman who was mom to a generation, an undeniably strong woman in several horrific situations, and someone who not only continues to act, but also shares her loving and healing approach to life with the world. So sit back and listen to an interview with a woman who is perhaps one of the greatest actresses of our time. Class is in session.
1: I have a bad feeling about this. How could
3: I possibly be expected to handle school on a day
2: like this? Food fight! Hey, you in my class? I am today. I think you should consider transferring to Shaw class. Woo-hoo! Now, now, very few students are severely injured in Shaw class. Bueller. When you were in school...
0: Bueller. Did you ever cut class? Bueller. Yeah, I guess I did. Sure, most kids cut classes.
1: Good. Sign this. Um, he's sick.
0: I get so lonely when I hear that third attendance bell ring and all my kids are not here. Seven years of college down the drain. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. You lack discipline. As long as I'm here,
3: there will be no grades or gold stars or demerits. We're going to have recess all the time. Woo!
2: Go! Play and
3: have fun now! Okay, folks. Joining me as co-host today once again is filmmaker Chris Esper. Welcome back, Chris. Hey, Roger. Thanks for having me again. I'm glad to have you here. There's no doubt in my mind that you're about as excited about today's guest as I am. Oh, you bet I am. (laughs) All right, awesome. So let's get started. Folks, our guest today is an amazing actress who's been plying her trade since the mid-1970s and appeared on such TV shows as The Streets of San Francisco, The Man from Atlantis, Bigfoot and Wild Boy, Simon and Simon, and more recently Supernatural, NCIS, and my all-time favorite TV show, General Hospital, in which she played the legendary Luke Spencer's long-lost sister, Patricia. As a movie star, she has embraced the title of Scream Queen and is beloved by millions, having been in so many fantastic horror movies such as The Hills Have Eyes The Howling, which is celebrating its 40th anniversary this year Cujo, Critters, The Frighteners Rob Zombie's remake of Halloween, The House of the Devil, The Lords of Salem, and Three from Hell, just to name a few. But it was Steven Spielberg's film E.T. that made her the mom to a whole generation of wide-eyed kids in a movie that has endured over the years. In addition to her current acting, she's the author of five books on the subject of self-creation titled Conscious Creation, The Big E, Bright Light, Getting Stuff, and Wake Up Now. She also conducts a live call-in internet show, the widely popular Conscious Creation Radio Show, every Sunday, as well as giving monthly webinars on a variety of creation subjects. She also conducts private sessions from her home via phone and in person. As a much sought-after speaker, our guest has spoken at numerous national and international venues, including the Love and Harmony Forum in Japan, the Dillon Lecture Series, Unity Temple, the Kansas Film Commission, and has spoken in China, New Zealand, Amsterdam, Australia, England, and all across the United States and Canada. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming the iconic, the amazingly talented, and absolutely fabulous D. Wallace.
1: My gosh, I want to meet me. <laughs> <laughs> what a great intro, guys. Oh, thank you.
3: Thank you. <laughs> We're so honored to have you here. I I do have to say, I remember seeing you as a kid uh, in The Hills Have Eyes at the drive-in with my parents, and also in The Howling and E.T. and Cujo, and I I, I just Mm -hmm. can't believe that we're speaking to you in person, so thank you so much for coming on the show. Yes, thank you. Well,
1: Well, it's my great pleasure, guys. Thank you for... (laughs) <laughs> For all the elaborate dance we went through to get this together. right? right.
3: <laughs> you've, you've touched so many people's lives with your acting as well as with conscious creation. So can we just start at the beginning and can I ask what led you into acting?
1: My mother. My mother and I was born. Those are the two simplest answers <laughs> I can give you. I, I really do believe you're born to be a creative and you don't have much choice. Now, it's true, we we create everywhere in our lives just by being alive and breathing and thinking and feeling, we create. But, um, you know, my daughter, I have a sonogram of my daughter. Literally, she looks like she's doing ballet in my belly. <laughs> <laughs> and And she's a creative, she's an actress, she's a writer, you know, just like me but i remember my mother was a very beautiful actress locally in kansas city and she also produced and directed all the religious plays at our church and she also did these amazing what we would call monologues now we call them readings back then and they were like 30 minute uh readings on the crucifixion or the birth of christ or And people from four states would come to watch my mom do this. And I literally remember the moment I was sitting in the pew and I turned around and looked at all these adult men and women who are weeping, watching my mother. I get all kerflumped when I talk about it. (laughs) And I thought right then, I want to do what my mommy does. I want to move people like this. And so here I am.
3: (laughs) That's amazing. Now, now I know you have a short amount of time here, but I I have to ask this question. Yeah. You know, Chris, this is from well before you were born. Okay. But Dee, what do you remember about your guest spot on the show Bigfoot and Wild Boy?
1: Oh, my gosh. Not much. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, guys, how many? It was over 30 years ago. (laughs) Come on. Um... Bigfoot and wild I just remember being outside a lot and it was really 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 hot that's oh. that's, that's basically all I remember from doing you know it's it's crazy after you do so many things um, unless they were a major milestone in your career it's like yeah I I sort of kind of remember doing that. <laughs> right. <you know?
3: laughs> so now you've worked with Rob Zombie quite a bit. Can you tell us about um, what it's like to work with him? Because I almost didn't recognize you in Three from Hell.
1: Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> he actually had a critic call him and go, "You know, I'm reviewing the film and I really like it. But did you cut Dee Wallace out because she's she's listed in my paperwork, but she's not in the movie?
3: Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and, <laughs>
1: And Rob said, oh, go back and look again. You'll find her. <laughs> Which is the best compliment you could give an actor, you know, is, is for us to get so into the role you don't even know it's us. So thank you. But working with Rob, um, you know, I adore the guy. Uh, I love uh, Sherry. I love Rob. I love working with him. Uh, I don't think you'll talk to any actor that feels any differently. Um, he just gives you so much freedom and at the same time really does know exactly what he wants. But he, he gives you so much freedom that almost it leaves you wanting more direction, which is beautiful for an actor
3: right.
1: because when we're put into too tight of a box, it limits our creativity. So I know in um, in Three from Hell, <laughs> <laughs> they wanted Rob had put some former footage together that we'd shot, and he wanted to add some more to it. And I was coming back from wardrobing NCIS. And so I stopped by the studio and they, I mean, I literally had no makeup on in that, as you can tell. I look like, except blacking under my eyes and stuff like that. Right. And I got into makeup and I got down there and Rob said, okay, this is a, an extenuation of when you're on the stairs smoking and you come in and babies killed everybody. Well, because we thought everybody would have killed baby, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and... So he he finishes explaining this to me, and he says, okay, uh, let's roll it. And I went, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And I said, just just let me. uh, I have to have a minute for her to get in me and tell me what to do. And I stayed there for a few seconds, and then it was like, oh, oh, I've got it. (laughs) <laughs> because, you know, your mind would go, oh, you're horrified and <laughs> and you're scared to death. But no, where she took me was this turned her on. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, you know, I've got to tell you, that's how I know the characters coming through me. And it's not me because little D from Kansas would never let death turn her on. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But boy, the characters sure got into that.
3: (laughs) That's amazing.
2: That's awesome.
3: (laughs) So I wanted to just briefly touch upon a couple of things here, because I know you've been asked a zillion questions about the Howling and E.T. and Cujo. Like, Personally, I just actually rewatched The Howling twice only because um I watched it just in preparation for the show and then I went to a a drive-in movie theater where they were doing an all-night marathon and uh The Howling happened to be one of the films. And I just love that movie because there's so many layers to it. Did you feel yeah. that it was it was a commentary on the self-help, you know, com, communes or groups that were going on at the time?
1: Oh, I think like you said there's so many levels to it. It's
3: an exploration
1: into the the dark side of us, you know, uh, the yin and yang of us, the, the the monster within all of us. And I think it was a commentary, yes, on some of the help, self-help things. And, you know, Joe Dante is so brilliant oh, yeah. at putting together the humor and right. all the sub-messages and uh, all of those film and cartoon um, pieces that were in the movie, uh, Joe paid for himself. Wow! Because wow. the student w- wouldn't ante up the money, and he really felt like like the film needed to be. Re- and and it's some of the best parts, you know, of the movie, oh, yeah. especially for for fans. Uh, all the characters are named after old uh, ca- werewolf characters or actors that played werewolf characters. Right. I mean, there's so much that Joe and John Sayles put into that for the fans explicitly, you know, for, it, it. so it, you can just go watch the movie and not know any of it. and then you can go watch the movie and go oh my god that was a reference (laughs) to this and that so it works on a lot of different levels yeah right
3: there's even a quick shot i happen to catch where um the camera's panning by and there's a picture of lon cheney jr on the wall
1: yeah (laughs) yeah there's little things everywhere throughout the movie like that right and um and You know, uh, the true fans love to come by my table at the conventions and go, you know what we found in the (laughs) (laughs) Halling. So, um, yeah, I would invite everybody to go back in and take another look at it and see how many references you can find.
3: Right. And you got to work with so many greats in that movie. I mean, Patrick McNee and, you know, John Carradine, just to name a few. I mean, uh, Dick Miller. I guess you didn't do any scenes with Dick Miller though, right?
1: I did not, but I worked with Dick in some uh, in some other movies. Uh, he was a great guy. It was a, a big loss. But yeah, we used to um, sit around the campfire and Slim and all of them would be regaling us with stories of, the early days in Hollywood. And we would just sit there and listen to these stories and laugh and-
3: That's incredible.
1: um, It was was just, you know, we had very little money. We did the whole thing for a million special effects and everything. So it was like, let's put on a show. But everybody was (laughs) so, so into it and we all loved Joe so much. And that makes a big difference you know how much Mm. you want to do for your director sure right and um we loved working with each other and everybody was so talented and it was just um it was one of the fondest memories of my youth (laughs) that's that's amazing
3: so let's move on a little bit here so i know you've probably been asked a zillion questions about et but Mm -hmm. is there perhaps like a fun story that you haven't been asked a million times that you could share with us
1: that's a tough one. Do you know how many interviews I've done in the last 30 years about E.T.? Well, a lot of people don't know that there was a whole B story around how E.T. was in love with Mary.
3: Really? Oh, interesting.
1: Yes. And you can see little snippets that huh. we kept in, that Stephen kept in that we filmed for that B story. But ultimately, in the final edit, you know, it just took too much focus away from the story of Elliot and E.T., and that was really what the movie was about. But when he's peeking through the slats, watching me read to Gertie, that's one moment Uh, when he, he comes in and... Puts the Reese's pieces down on my bedstand when I'm asleep.
3: Right. Wow. Uh,
1: that's another part of that B story. Wow. I, I really understand and agree with Stephen why he had to shave <laughs> that down.
2: Right. Uh, because
1: you, you can't have two stories. You right. know, you have to have right. one film. Right.
2: That is interesting. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Senior. That's That's amazing. Amazing. Just whole... oh,
1: not in a sexual way. <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a I wish she was my mother kind of way. Right. Yeah, you know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs>
2: That's amazing.
3: Yeah, I think we kind of got that.
0: Hello, this is Rod Barnett. I'm the host of The Bloody Pit, the podcast that examines films from across the decades. On The Bloody Pit... We have several ongoing series of shows within the show focused on specific things in genre cinema that I and my co-hosts find fascinating. There's a long-running series focused on Italian maestro Antonio Margariti's films from the 1960s all the way up through 1990. There's an on-again, off-again series focused on 1970s science fiction films. There's an in-depth look at the western movies that William Castle made before he struck out on his own and became the horror auteur that we know and love. A look at the classic Coffin Joe films from Brazil and our long-term project to look at every universal horror film made in the 1940s. That's a long project, people. It's going to take us a long time. Sprinkled in amongst those are various other episodes focused on other stranger areas of cinema, like uh, Lucio Fulci, Dario Argento, and even some obscure British crime films from time to time. So, join me and my rotating crew of co hosts as we examine the stranger side of cinema through an exploitation lens. Except when we don't? Yeah, you never really know exactly what to expect on The Bloody Pit. So, join me for The Bloody Pit. We come from the retro future. We want you to be nostalgic for what's to come. A new channel and distribution network for smart people with bad taste. Featuring content from Church of the Subgenius, Creature Features, Cinema, Insomnia, Sleazy P. Martini, Quar, Troma, Corey Maccabee, Horror, Sci-Fi, Saturday morning cartoons, midnight movies, and assorted trash we love. Add our channel, OSI 74, to your Roku player or visit OSI74.com. All systems go.
3: So how difficult was was Cujo to make? Because you were kind of trapped in that car for pretty much the whole movie.
1: Cujo was the closest thing to hell I ever want to come to. Walmart. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's my favorite film. Really? Yeah, wow, awesome. I just look at it. I'm so proud of my work in it. I feel like I went as far as I could go as truthfully as I could go there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, when In a movie like that, is not always easy. You yeah. tend to want to overact and telegraph things in a movie like that. And it was, it was a great challenge to really stay centered in the moment and just really do what Donna would do in that moment um, again. I can tell you, I wasn't supposed to break the back window with the baseball (laughs) bat. Uh, They said to me, well, you can't break the window, dude, but we we want you to hit it really hard because we're shooting it in slow motion. But we'll have to, you know, treat it so that you can really break it. Yeah, well, welcome to an actor's adrenaline. (laughs) The third hit, I broke it. Do I hear cut? No. I'm sure everybody was standing behind the camera going, holy shit, she broke the window. (laughs) And everybody kind of froze. So, you know, an actor, you keep going until you hear cut.
2: right. And
1: we had rehearsed the entire thing. So half of my head was going, get the kid, get the kid. The dog's coming, get the kid. And the other half of my brain is going... You can't do it the way you rehearsed it. There's glass there. You gotta pick him up. Don't let him get get the kid out. Get the kid out. Watch <laughs> out! Don't hurt the kid. You know. And so I I got all the way up to the door of the farmhouse, and then they yell, "Cut!"
2: Wow! Wow!
1: Yeah. So.
2: <laughs> That's so incredible.
1: Then, then Dan, because I had, of course, cut my hand a little, oh, my gee. arm. And Dan came up and said, "Oh my God, are you all right?" Of course, I didn't know I had cut my arm, and yeah, so they bandaged me up, and we did one more take before I went to the doctor to make sure it was okay. But it was. But they ended up using the first one anyway.
3: (laughs) That's amazing. That is amazing. Chris, do you have any more questions about those three movies?
2: Um, about those three, not necessarily, but I would love to know about your involvement with Invisible Mom. <laughs> I love that oh movie. I I adored that movie when I was a kid. I rented it time and time again because I just that whole fantasy of it. Same with the, you know, the sequel. And oddly enough, uh, the director he wanted to do Invisible Dead as well, so it became like its own little series. I mean, there were some <laughs> interesting character actors like Russ Meyer and. Barry Livingston. So how did that come about for you?
1: Uh, you know, I was friends with Andrew and um, there was, a, trying to remember, there were a circle of us. Yeah. That were, were friends. And so Andrew called me and said, Dee, would you do this little film for me? And I read it and I thought it was really cute. Yeah. You know, and I said, sure, I'll come in. And it, my my poor agents, you know, they're on me all. You, you know, Dee, you can't do that. You can't <laughs> tell somebody you're You know, but I think there are people that come to you um, that are friends. Like this past year, a bunch of my horror friends came together, and I had this idea to do a a takeoff on the COVID thing, and it's called Stay Home. It's really good. It's a 20-minute little love gift to our fans you know yes. and they didn't say call my agency right, you right. <laughs> in, you know? and sometimes you just have to do that oh sure so but we had a lot of fun as a matter of fact do you know where i can find it because i was telling my little great nephews and nieces about it yeah and I said, well, Aunt Dee's going to go home and see if I can find that.
2: Um, <laughs> it's now actually, they
1: all want to watch it.
2: So it's actually on Amazon Prime for free. Really? Yes.
1: Oh, awesome. Okay. For yeah, free. I, That's that, I, I
2: actually watched it not too long ago in preparation for this and a few other things, but... Uh, you know, it, it's a really fun movie. I had a lot of like, even as an adult, watching it for the first time in like fifteen years. I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is pretty fun. <laughs> so
1: yeah. It was a fun little film, and Barry and I just loved working with. Oh sure,
2: yeah. And, and I assume all that was done with like a you wore like a green screen suit. Is that how they did it? Like a blue screen?
1: Uh, no, I didn't wear anything. Oh, but a, a white robe and a towel.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow. But I'm sure they had, you know, to shoot me against a screen at some point. Oh,
3: sure. Right, right, right. Wow.
1: You know, guys, you're just asking me about stuff that happened. It was like another lifetime ago.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. Here's a more recent one because I I have to know, you know, how did you get the role on General Hospital and what was that experience like?
1: It was the scariest thing I've ever done. (laughs) I have, I came off of General Hospital having such respect for those soap opera actors. I don't know how they do it. Oh, yeah. 30, 40, 50 pages a day. Yeah. And you literally have one take. Yep. Pretty much. And then you move on. And, you know, I had a lot of emotional stuff in there. So thank God for my technique yeah. where the character just kind of takes me over but uh, you know all of the regulars on that show they just swept me up put their arms around me they we'd get together in the green room we'd all run lines I'm sure that if you do a show like that day after day you you know you build up that muscle. Right. of remembering your lines easier and like a dancer builds up her you know calf muscles it's the same thing but it was scary and exciting and I was really really proud that I got through it and very honored that they nominated me for an Emmy for it
3: oh yeah and, you know, your character was an important part in the history because it's basically the secret origin of Luke Spencer and what happened with his father and why he, he was the way he was.
1: Oh, yeah. Very central character, which, you know, fortunately, the the producers sent me a lot of the backstory and all the information that I needed. And um, and I did not take it lightly. I, you know, I don't take any of my acting jobs lightly. I, I feel like I, I, that it's my privilege and my duty and my honor to be as committed and real and honest as I can be in every role that I, that I do.
3: That's awesome. You know,
1: otherwise I let my fans down and I let myself down.
3: Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. And real quick, what were um, um Anthony Geary and Jacqueline Zeman like?
1: Just beautiful. Just really beautiful people to work with, wonderful actors, lovely human beings, again, just were so gracious to me. Um, And Anthony said to me, uh, because I said to him, bear with me, dude, because this is daunting. (laughs) He said, Dee, I can remember my first week. I literally thought I wasn't going to make it. And I remember uh, my late husband, Christopher Stone, did a stint on a on a soap. And he came home the first day and he said, I don't know if I can do this. Wow. I I, I don't know if I can remember all this stuff. I but after the first week, then he started having a ball. Nice. With it. So the I mean, it's not easy what what they do at all.
3: Right. Right. It's, I, I have total respect for them too. I listened to, I mean, I've watched the show since 1981 and I listened to a podcast that two of the actors put out. And, and it's just so amazing what goes on behind the scenes. Like even just thinking about it myself, I'm like, I could never do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's amazing what you do when you're meant to do it though. That's true. That's true. Yep. You know, I, if anybody had shown me what I had to go through doing Cujo I would have gone, there's no way I'll ever get through this film. Right. But I did. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so you've got a I new have... horror movie. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. You had a question?
1: No, no. Oh, okay. okay.
3: You've got a new film coming up called The Nest. It's coming out in July,
1: right? The Knicks. Yes. Uh, I don't know when it's coming out. But they're editing it as we, we literally just finished it. And I have to say, I... Honestly think it was the hardest role I have done since Cujo.
3: Wow. Wow. It, it looks really good. Um at least just the premise.
1: You're talking about the one that Anthony Ferrante is directing, right?
3: I think so. It's the one about um uh there's like bugs or something in it, right? Let me <laughs> let me look it up real quick here. <laughs> Make sure I'm talking no. about the right No.
1: No, it's not <laughs> it's not bugs. No.
3: Where is it? Hold on. Bear with me for... I
1: have four different movies coming out. So it is. I don't know exactly which one you're referring to.
3: It is oh it disappeared here now. It was supposed to be called The Nest, coming up in 2021.
1: The in... Nest. Well then they have they have renamed a movie that I've i've done i think i know which movie you're referring to here
3: we go yeah the I, nest where you play marissa and yeah the mother is mother is seeing her child changing personality the child acts differently and nobody seems to believe her
1: yep <laughs> <It's good. laughs> i mean it's weird it's very weird and it's very good but i have not seen the final product okay uh Thirteen Fanboy is also coming out. Await the Dawn is coming out. Uh, the Knicks, which I just finished with Anthony, they're still in the editing process. So, um, wow. I, I've, I've just got a lot of stuff for my fans to look for now that the world is opening up again.
3: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Finally.
1: Yes. Finally.
3: So tell us about your your show, Conscious Creation, and, and what it's about, and how you started doing it.
1: You know, um, I ch- I've i been channeling, which most children do, by the way, since I was a little girl, and um, we never called it that, of course. Um, we just said, Dee Dee has a really great imagination. Hmm. Uh, when my husband, Christopher Stone, died suddenly, I dropped to my knees and I said, you know, I don't want to be pissed off. I don't want to be a victim. I want a way we can heal ourselves. And literally within seconds, guys, I distinctly heard a voice that said to me, use the light within yourself to heal yourself. Wow. Wow! And I've been expanding on what that means ever since. That was 20 some years ago. Um, so I... Literally, the channel, I call it, the channel, um, you know, asked me, they said, look, do you want to do this work? And I said, I'm up to doing this work. I don't know why you want me to do this work. I'm a little girl from Kansas, (laughs) you know, And, and I'm pretty simple. And the answer was, that's exactly why we want you to do this work. And I said, okay, but you're not going to mess with my body. You're not going to mess with my emotions or my brain. I'm not going to take on other people's energy. I will do this work only if it empowers me and other people to learn how to create themselves. And 30 years later, here I am. And... uh, you know, I've written six books now on the subject. I have a a show on every Sunday morning called Conscious Creation on Blog Talk Radio. It goes all over the world. Wow. You can see how to tune in if you go to my website, I am dot com. Right on the home page, it'll show you how to hook into the show. I do webinars once a month. It's really a passion of mine to. Let people know how it's not up to God or the angels or your family or anybody else. We were given free choice to choose and commit to what that choice is. And until we choose and commit, then the universe, only when we choose and commit, can the universe come in and start partnering with us to create that.
3: That's amazing.
1: It's freedom. It's really freedom.
3: Yeah. It, it, I did have a chance to listen to several of your shows. I really love it. I enjoy it. It's,
1: oh, thank you.
3: And it's it's different for every person.
2: Yeah.
1: Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Well, uh, you know, if, if the channel, I, I, I think the greatest thing that we offer people is the clarity of where the blocks are that are in their way and how they can... Really, uh, turn their lives around and start creating a more powerful outcome in their life, right? Absolutely. And isn't that what we all want, huh, guys?
3: Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, absolutely true. Um, so well, D, I know your time is limited. Chris, do you have
2: any more questions for D? No, uh, I was really such a pleasure to listen to you and talk to you.
1: Thank you, it's been great to be here, guys. Oh, thank you. You're a lot of fun,
3: thank you, D, and it was a lot tr- of
1: fun. And I wish everybody well and be happy and joyful and stay in love and go create your life.
3: Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much, Dee. Thank you. You
1: You're so welcome. Everybody, create a good day. Bye-bye.
3: Bye-bye. Take care. (laughs) So, Chris, that was so much fun. She's such a sweet lady. Yeah, she is. So, Chris, can you tell the folks what you've got going on and where you can be found online?
2: Sure. Uh, I can be found on uh, my website, uh, which is storiesmotion.com. There you'll find all my short films and other video content. And uh, currently in preparation of my next film. And I've uh, been writing a lot. So, yeah, it's been a fun time.
3: Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining me again today. And um, hopefully we'll have, you, we'll have you on soon for another guest. Absolutely. Well, we hope you enjoyed listening to our interview with the amazing Dee Wallace. Please check out her podcast, Conscious Creation. And if you haven't seen the movies and TV shows she's been in, you're missing out. So please check them out as soon as you can. Remember, you can send your feedback to thenisnow42 at gmail.com. You can also join in the conversation at our Facebook Then Is Now podcast group then is now podcast is a proud member of the dorkening podcast network so be sure to check out the other great shows there at thedorkening.com you can also visit our website at Havenpodcasts.com where you'll find our sister show the east meets the west in which we discuss shaw brothers films and spaghetti western movies and then is now is on youtube so visit youtube.com slash user slash uncle death one to get the latest videos as well as other fun videos please subscribe to our youtube page and also share the video versions of our podcast with your friends and get them to subscribe as well. Don't forget to go wherever you download your podcasts from, and if you like this episode, please leave us a great review so that more listeners can find us. We run all the podcasting apps, including the big three, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Class dismissed.
2: This podcast is intended for entertainment, educational, and informational purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during this podcast are the property of their copyright holders. All original content is copyright Game Better Media.